This is the L3 Leadership Podcast, episode number 217. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the L3 Leadership Podcast. My name is Doug Smith, and I am your host. I hope you're doing well. In today's episode, you'll hear me share a lesson on how I get things done and stay motivated. But before we jump into that, just a few announcements. I want to let you know we are hosting our first annual L3 One Day Leadership Conference on Friday, March 15th, 2019 at the Marriott here in Cranberry Township, Pennsylvania, just 20 minutes outside of the city of Pittsburgh. Our keynote speakers for this year's conference are Matt Keller, the pastor of Next Level Church in Fort Myers, Florida, Dr. Chris Howard, the president of Robert Morris University, Salim Gubril, the executive director of the Pittsburgh Promise, and Kim Fleming, the CEO of Heffron Tillotson. They're going to be incredible. We also have a panel uh, discussion on marketing with some local business leaders that is going to be amazing. We have breakout sessions and so much more. And so I just want to encourage you to sign up for the conference. We're just over a month away. You can learn more about the conference and sign up at L31day.com. Again, that's L31day.com. I hope to see you there. I also want to thank our sponsor, Alex Landon. Alex is a full-time realtor with Keller Williams Realty. And if you are looking to buy or sell a house in the Pittsburgh market, Alex is your guy. He's a member and a supporter of L3 Leadership, and he would love to have an opportunity to connect with you. You can learn more at pittsburghpropertyshowcase.com. With that being said, let's dive right into the lesson, and I'll be back at the end with a few announcements. Hey, everyone. Today, I'd like to talk to you on the subject of how I get things done and stay motivated. This is something that comes up often when I'm meeting with people one-on-one. They say, you know, how do you do everything that you do, or how do you get so much done? In fact, someone actually recently challenged me to do a podcast episode on this very lesson, and so here it is. And so let's dive right into this. I'm going to break this lesson into three different parts. Part one is focused on the mindsets and attitudes that you need to develop in order to be as productive as possible. Part two, which will be the bulk of the lesson, will focus on tactical things you can do to be as productive as possible. And then part three, which I'll wrap up in one or two minutes minutes or just be ways that I stay motivated. Uh, Oftentimes people say, hey, you know, I I get really excited and I can stay disciplined for a month, but then I start to burn out and lose motivation. How can I stay motivated over the long haul um, so that I don't burn out? And so I'll just share some ways that I stay motivated and um, I believe they'll be helpful to you. So let's dive right into this. First, I want to talk to you about some mindsets and attitudes that you need to develop in order to be as productive as possible. And the first thing I would tell you under this category is something that I I tell people all the time is that you need to wake up to the reality that this is the only life that you get. This is the only life that you get. You do not get another shot at this. I love what Maury Schwartz said in the book Tuesdays with Maury. He said, everybody knows they're going to die, but nobody believes it. If we did, we would do things differently. Everybody knows they're going to die, but nobody believes it. If we did, we would do things differently. And unfortunately, um, I learned about how short life is when I was 17 years old. My mom passed away, and, and she only lived to be 55 years old. Two years later, my mother-in-law passed away. She was 47 when she passed. And so from a very young age, I realized that that life is so short. Whether you get 55 years or you get 100 years, it is going to go by like a breeze, and you get one shot at this thing called life. And so the principle here is the more aware you are of your mortality, the more seriously you'll take being intentional with your life. I'll say that again. The more aware you are of your mortality, the more seriously you'll take being intentional with your life. It's an attitude you need to develop. You get one shot at this life. The second thing that I would encourage you to do is to become a student of time management. 
Become a student of time management. The reality is we all have the same 24 hours in a day, and yet we don't all accomplish the same amount of things. And so if we're going to be more productive, then we need to get better at managing our time. And to do that, you need to study and become a student of time management. One of my favorite resources in this area is a book by Brian Tracy. I try to read it every year in the beginning of the year. It's called Eat That Frog by Brian Tracy. Again, that's Eat That Frog by Brian Tracy. One of the best books out there. Very easy read. I encourage you to pick it up today. Someone else that I would encourage you to to study uh, when it comes to time management is Michael Hyatt. I'll be talking about some of his systems in a minute, but Michael Hyatt has some excellent resources on time management as well. Uh, And the other thing is just study and ask people how they use their time. You know, here are a few of my favorite questions when I'm meeting with leaders. Hey, leader, in this season of your life, what is the greatest investment and use of your time? How do you manage your time daily? Can you run me through how you are as productive as possible on a daily basis? And then another idea is to actually write down everything that you do with your time every day and and bring it to a leader or a mentor in your life and say, hey, look over my calendar, look over my to-do list, look over how I spend my time and give me feedback. What areas do you see that I could grow in? Are there things I could delegate? Are there things that I'm spending my time on that I shouldn't be, etc.? And have people coach you on time management. It's the only way that you'll get better. Become a student of time management. The third mentality that I would tell you to adopt is to always be adapting. Always be adapting. There's a story I love that Bob Beal shared. He was, uh, he was shadowing a psychologist and they were meeting with clients and this was a husband and wife and they had just uh, had their third child and they were talking and the husband said, uh, you know, doc, we just had our third kid and life seems absolutely crazy and almost unmanageable. And I, I just, I, I'm, I'm having a really hard time with this. Can you tell me, doc, when is life going to go back to normal? <laughs> and the doctor smiled at me and said, you know, sir, uh, this is the new normal. This is the new normal and you need to adjust. It's never going to go back to being as easy as it was when you had two kids or one kid or were just married. It's never going to go back. This is a new normal and so you need to adjust. And I can tell you that that is absolutely true. In life, you're going to learn, you're going to have to always be adapting to new seasons because what worked in one season may not work in another. Um, you know, I tell my wife often, there's a line in a song that Eminem has, uh, and yes, I'm quoting Eminem in a productivity uh, podcast episode, but he said, I'm not a rapper, I'm an adapter, I can adjust. And when Laura and I enter into a new season uh, that seems like it's going to be complex, I just tell her that. I said, listen, we're adapters. We can adjust. We'll make this work. We'll figure out a new system. This is our new normal, and we will make it work. And so uh, you always have to be adapting if you're going to be as productive as possible. And the fourth mentality that I would tell you to adopt in the last one is when you've reached your capacity, get help. When you've reached your capacity, get help. In fact, I would probably tell you uh, to get help before you've reached your capacity, uh, but I found that a lot of times people aren't willing to ask for help until they've reached it. And so uh, if, you're, if you're willing to and humble enough to ask for help before you need it, ask for help up front. But if not, when you've reached your capacity, when you feel like you can't possibly squeeze anything else into your life, you need to ask for help. So you can ask other people to help volunteer to help you. Um, you can pay other people. Um, but at some point, you need to be willing to ask for help if you're going to get everything done that you need to. So those are some mindsets that I want you to develop before we dive into the tactical parts. I hope they encouraged you. So let's dive right into the tactical part of the lesson. The first thing I would tell you if you want to be as productive as possible is that you need to get a vision for your life and then you need to create a life plan. 
You need to get a vision for your life and create a life plan. It's been said that without a vision, people perish. And that's why I think so many people aren't productive with their lives is because they have no vision. And so they get to the end of their lives and they look back and say, what did I do? And the, the, the reality is the answer is nothing. Why? Because you never took time to get a vision and to, to create a life plan and to be intentional with your life. And so how do you get a vision for your life? Again, I'm a person of faith, so I have to be real and open and honest with you. I believe you find your vision and you find your calling in life by pursuing God. You know, they say that the, the two greatest days in your life are the day that you were born and then the day that you find out why. And I believe that if you pursue God, that he has a specific plan for your life and he will reveal that to you. And that is how you get vision for your life. So that's me personally on how I get vision for my life is just following God. And then I would encourage you to create a life plan. And I learned this concept from Michael Hyatt and Daniel Harkavy. They wrote a book on this concept called Living Forward. And it actually walk you, it will walk you step by step through the process of creating a life plan. But all you do in creating a life plan is to take the, the areas of life, and I'll just share them quickly, your family, work and career, spiritual, financial, friends, and health and fitness, you take those areas and say, okay, at the end of my life, what would I want to say about that area of my life and the way that I lived or stewarded that part of my life? So, hey, at the end of my life, what do I want people to be able to say about the way I stewarded my finances? What do I want to say about the way that I raised my family, um, etc.? Right? And so you take each of those areas and then all of a sudden, boom, you have a vision for that area. Hey, here's what I want my family life to look like 50 years from now. And we're going to go into it, but that's when you start to break it down into goals. Okay, if at the end of my life I want my family to look like this, then what do I need to start doing today in order to, to get there, right, to the destination? And th- those are called goals, which we'll jump into. Um, but I w- So I want to encourage you just to buy the book, Living Forward. Uh, and this is a bonus assignment, which may sound a little creepy, um, but I think it could leave an impact. It's something that I've done. I actually did with a group of people. Um, but uh, I want to encourage you, when you're doing a life plan, go to a cemetery. Go to a cemetery, bring a journal, uh, and just spend a little bit of time just going around and looking at the tombstones. You know, see what people wrote on their tombstones to summarize their life. Just look at the the dash in between the dates and just realize life is short. I think there's something about, again, going back to the brevity of life and how short it is, there's something about realizing that we're not here forever that'll cause you to be more intentional. And I think it'll help you dream a little bit um, about the areas of your life and your life plan. So get a vision and develop a life plan. Once you uh, have a life plan, the great thing is in a vision for your life, that is what helps you focus your days, your weeks, and your months, and your years to make sure that they're going in the right direction and they're intentional. And that's when you start to get really, really excited about, about just being intentional and productive with your life. So once you have a life plan, everything else becomes pretty simple. So let's talk about goal setting um, for a second. So how do you set goals? People always have trouble with this. Well, I set my annual goals based on my life plan. I set my annual goals based on my life plan. Okay, so I'm going to go through all of those areas. I'm going to go through family, my work, my spiritual life, my financial life, my friends, my health and fitness, and say, okay, based on my life plan and where I want my life to end up, what do I need to do this year to take steps towards that, right? So so based on my life plan, what do I need my finances to look like at the end of 2019, my relationships, my work, etc. And so that's how I process and think through uh, goals. And then for me personally, this is what I do to write down goals. Um, I just write down 10 crazy awesome things that I want to accomplish by the end of the year. And they're usually in those categories of the life plan. I, I just write down 10 crazy awesome things I'd like to accomplish. 
I'll just share mine in case it's helpful for you for 2019. And I will say this, I rewrite my goals every week. And so some of these will change by the end of the year, but here's my current goals. Um, number one, I want to continue to save uh, as big as a down payment as we can for our next house while continuing Dave Ramsey's baby steps four, five, and six simultaneously. We want to go on one family vacation together in 2019. We want to have one monthly date night and one monthly family memory outing each month. That's our family goal. Every month. Uh, For my career, I need to raise X amount of money for Light of Life Rescue Mission in addition to the capital campaign. Uh, for, For L3 leadership, I want to have 300 leaders at L3 one day. Speaking of which, you should be there March 15th if you're listening to this. We'd love to see you here in Pittsburgh. Um, the IRA talked about that, I guess, in the intro. But anyway, 300 leaders we want to see there. We want to have 200 members of L3 leadership by the end of the year and bring in an annual revenue of X. I want to know God intimately by spending time, daily time with him in prayer and just getting quiet. I want to work out and track what I eat five to seven days a week and stay between 180 and 185 pounds all year. I want once a month want to intentionally invest in family, a friend, or a leader once a month. And then I want to create written content and curriculum uh, in addition to the L3 podcast for L3 leadership. Those are my top 10 goals for the year. And so I encourage you to write down your goals every year, but base it off your life plan. So some goal tips for you if you're not great at setting goals. I, I do encourage you to write out your top 10 goals every week in your journal. That way it keeps them in front of you. Uh, some of the goals that you set initially in the beginning of the year may not end up being goals when you write them week after week. So write them down every week. Write down why you want to accomplish them. I I truly believe that the more reasons you have to do something, the more likely you are to do it. So why do you want to accomplish that? Um, I said, make sure that you're including next steps in your weekly to-do list. I'll talk about that in a minute. Write down your reward. Hey, so once I hit this goal, what am I going to do? Are we going to go out to dinner? Are we going to go on a trip? What am I going to do once I hit this goal? Journal. Uh, Again, I talked about this a little bit, but reflect on your goals every single week, your progress, etc., Some people like to write their goals on index cards and keep them with them, again, as a way to keep them in front of them. And then lastly, I put share your goals with others, go public. So hey, I just shared my top 10 goals with you. That's public. So that creates some accountability and inspiration for me. Um, I've blogged about them in the past. I share them on social media. Uh, I also, I'm in a mastermind group. And so we share our goals with our entire mastermind group, but go public. It'll help you with your goals. So again, the big concept there, set your annual goals or quarterly goals, et cetera, off of your life plan, and then just start to break them into little steps. All right. So now you've developed your life plan and have a vision for your life and you've broken that life plan into annual goals. Now let's talk about the actual tactical day-to-day. How do you work in a way that day-to-day you're moving the ball forward in such a way that you accomplish everything that you want to accomplish and that's in your heart? Let's talk about that. The resource that I'll recommend to you here that I swear by and I've been telling everyone about is the Full Focus Planner. It's a tool developed by Michael Hyatt. It's a journal. It's a game changer. I've been using it since October 2018 and it's taken my productivity uh, to an entirely new level. My wife would say the same thing. We absolutely love it and swear by it. And so the Full Focus Planner by Michael Hyatt. Everything that I'm about to mention is in the Full Focus Planner and formatted really nice and and it's extremely easy to use. And so can't recommend it enough. So here's what I do on a day-to-day basis to make sure that I'm as productive as possible. The first thing I do is I plan out my day in my Full Focus Planner. I write out all the appointments for the day after I review my calendar. And then I write down my to-do list for the day. Uh, Again, it may be 30 things. It might be five things. It doesn't really matter, but I write out everything that I can think of that needs done that day. 
Out of my to-do list, I then determine my top three priorities. So hey, out of everything I've written down, if I don't get anything else done, here's the three things I must get done to move the ball forward. And I make those my priorities. And and then I basically, I don't go to bed unless I've accomplished my top three priorities. And that's all I do for planning my day. And then I basically have that open all throughout the day and I'm checking things off and making sure that I'm getting things done. It's awesome. So you plan out your day and then you execute it and just keep the full focus planner with you. Um, I also put, just as a side note, um, schedule everything. Schedule everything. John Maxwell once said, the question isn't will your calendar be full. The question is who will fill your calendar? And so schedule your workout, those top, uh, your workout throughout the day. Um, you know, those three top priorities, put them in your calendar. Hey, from nine o'clock to 10 o'clock, I'm focused on priority one, 10 to 11, priority two. Hey, here's when I'm going to work out. Here's when I'm eating lunch. Schedule everything. And here's just a side note. If you have side hustles, um, Shailene Johnson said this once and it was a game changer. She said, um, schedule three hours of execution time on your goals, (laughs) schedule three hours of execution time each week on your goals. And so maybe some of you need to do that for some of your side hustles or dreams that you don't have time to get to, uh, throughout your regular work week. The other thing I would tell you when it comes to being productive is take advantage of your morning time or evening time. Some of you are morning people. Some of you are evening time. Take advantage of that time. Do not waste that time. Don't spend five hours a night watching Netflix when you could be getting things done, unless you don't care about getting things done. But if you want to be as productive as possible, take advantage of those times. For me, I'm a morning person. I'm worthless past eight o'clock at night. I'm ready for bed. But in the mornings from 4 a.m. to 7 a.m., I'm on fire. And so every morning I spend time reading. I pray. I pray. I go through my full focus planner and plan my day and plan out my work. I actually get some work done. I work out and get ready for my day. Um, again, that's my sweet time where I get tons and tons of execution um, done during those three hours. So I encourage you, whether it's morning time or evening time, take advantage of those hours that you have. And the last thing that's enabled me to be as productive as possible is doing a weekly review. This is also in the Full Focus Planner. Uh, but when you do a weekly review, every week you, you share your top three to five biggest wins from the previous week. You have to write down the progress that you made on the top three priorities that you set the previous week. And then based on how you did with that progress, you write down what worked and what didn't. That was a game changer for me. Uh, What I realized early on in doing this was I was never making any progress towards my top three priorities. Basically, I was just writing them down because I knew they were important, but I actually didn't schedule them. And so I had to get real with myself on why aren't I making progress with these priorities. And um, the, the changes that enabled me to make have been a game changer. Um, you do a list sweep every week. This has been awesome as well. I used to write down to-do lists on pieces of paper and, and sometimes on Evernote and I'd go back and forth and I'd have a hundred to-do lists. Now I have it all in one journal and I'm able to go back over the last week and do a list sweep and go through each day and say, what didn't I get to that I wrote down that I want to get to? And then you actually uh, put that on an entirely new list, which becomes your to-do list for the following week. It's awesome, but you have to see it in the full focus planner. Um, and then you just write down what your next three priorities are for the following week. And then you just go to the day-to-day tactical things again. You start scheduling out your days. Um, The only other thing I would add is I also do a weekly staff meeting with Laura. And so we'll go through our week and our calendar and talk about what's important, what needs done, et cetera. And that's been a game changer as well. So pretty simple stuff. I, I mean, more than anything, 
the solution here is, hey, go buy a full focus planner. Uh, I think it'll change your life. And so that's what I do on a day-to-day basis to stay productive. And I'll end this lesson just sharing a few things that I do to stay motivated. That's something that people often ask me is how do, uh, how do I stay motivated uh, because it's so easy to burn out and just give up. Um, but here's what I do to stay motivated. Um, I have a personal growth plan and I do something every day to grow in the areas that I want to grow in. So every day I read books, every day I listen to podcasts, and every day I connect with leaders that are excelling in areas that I want to grow in. And that, that keeps me inspired and motivated. So the daily growth, if you don't have a, a daily personal growth plan, I encourage you to develop one. That could be a whole different episode. Maybe I'll do one day. Uh, second is I'm in a mastermind group. Uh, I tell people this often. We have mastermind groups here at L3, but it's been the biggest source of growth for me over the past four years. That keeps me motivated knowing that I'm going to meet with a group of 10 to 12 guys every two weeks and be accountable for my goals and be encouraged, etc. cetera. Uh, the Full Focus Planner, planner has helped me stay motivated. Again, it enables me to go over my goals on a weekly basis and the progress that I've made um, and be grateful for the progress you've made. You may not have made all the progress you want, but any progress is progress. So be grateful for it and celebrate it. Uh, I encourage you, if you have a spouse or significant other, meet with them and, and go over your goals and your progress and celebrate each other and encourage each other. Uh, I also work out and eat healthy as often as I can. I also found that this helps me stay motivated and focused. Uh, I wrote, if you're a person of faith, pray and stay connected with God on a daily basis. That'll help you stay motivated. And and then I just wrote down lastly, and kind of where we started, but remember that life is short, but it's also long. I'll say that again. Life is short, but it's also long. And I know that may contradict what I said earlier, but the reality is we often overestimate what we can do in a year but we underestimate what we can do in five years or, or 10 years or 20 years. And so just keep growing every day. Hey, you may not see the results as fast as you want to, but if you just keep doing what you should be doing day in and day out and day in and day out and just be consistent, the results will come. Just keep going. So that's the lesson. That's how I stay as productive as possible. I hope that maybe you were able to take a few things from this and apply them in your life and, uh, and be a little more productive today than you were yesterday. Thanks so much, and I look forward to talking to you next episode. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to my lesson on how I get things done and stay motivated. I hope that it added value to your life. You can get key takeaways and links to everything that I mentioned in the episode in the show notes at l3leadership.org forward slash episode 217. I want to thank our sponsor, Henny Jewelers. They're a jeweler owned by my friend and mentor, John Henny. My wife, Laura, and I got our engagement and our wedding rings through Henny Jewelers, and we just think they're an incredible company. Not only do they have great jewelry, but they also invest in people. In fact, they give every engaged couple that comes into their store a book to help them prepare for marriage, and we just love that. So if you're in need of a good jeweler, check out hennyjewelers.com. You can also stay up to date with everything we're doing here at L3 Leadership by signing up for our email list. And when you sign up, you'll get a free copy of my ebook, Making the Most of Mentoring, which is my step-by-step process for getting and cultivating mentoring relationships with leaders. I think it'll add massive value to your life, so make sure you sign up for that on our website as well. And as always, I like to end with a quote, and I will quote John Maxwell, as I often do. And he said this, he said, goals help leaders do better, but growth helps leaders become better. I'll say that again. Goals help leaders do better, but growth helps leaders become better. Thanks so much for listening and being a part of L3 Leadership. Laura and I appreciate you so much, and we will talk to you next episode. 